You're listening to the After The Show podcast, the weekly movie review show from your friends at ascully.com. So, Sita, what were you just saying about product placement? I was saying that, you know, how you kind of moan or roll your eyes when you're watching a movie or a television show and all the bath products or something are all turned strategically so you don't see the front of the bottle like and it looks like oh how contrived i was just going to the toilet before we came on here Charming. and i'm looking at my i have a bathtub and there's like shampoo and body theft and there's some powder sitting there and all of it just was all turned with the labels away from me as if someone had intentionally because you so, don't want to be a bombarded yeah i don't want to yeah yeah but um yeah i see it in programs a lot where they Either stick a piece of duct tape over the label. No, I'm talking about just turning them around. And you always think, oh, no, that would never happen in your real life. And that just happens to be the, that way. The in thing my I see it most on on TV is where they cover... Um, right, but that's not natural. I'm just saying they no, try to I'm make saying, it look natural I mean, when they're turned around. Right. And it does happen. Is uh, television sets where they cover the logo on the bottom of the television set. And then the manufacturers of television sets recently have started lighting up the logo, which is... Isn't that the most ridiculous thing? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're watching you know, television, you don't want Sony lit up as bright as the television, firing right in your face. You no, know, I hate distractive lights. Or I I, just- I've never got the light in the logo up. I, I mean, I understand lighting a logo up on a TV when it's in a store, so you can tell what brand it is, because usually they're kind of discreet. Well, it makes sense. But them actually being lit up in your home, because your mother had a Vizio um, flat panel TV. And the Vizio sign was lit up in bright, a bright light shining at you. And I said, oh, I'll go in and turn it off in the uh, in the remote control. There's no way to turn it off. Ours you can, thankfully. On ours, the logo doesn't light up just like a little on, a V symbol. No, it stays on. You turned it off. You told it to yeah, show up. Yeah, lo- but it's not the name. It's just, it's not, the sharp is not a lit up thing. Ours is a sharp TV, but the word sharp don't light up. It's just like a little uh, indicator to show it's on. But this one was like Vizio, lit up, and there's no way to turn it off. And then when I went online thinking, maybe it's a secret code you type in, the only way to turn it off was to open the TV up and desolder the two points. Right. That's ridiculous. But um, It is. I hate any, I don't get the, um, we've got to have a light on to show you something's off. I just don't, I don't get it. We didn't need that 30 years ago, 10 years ago. I don't need a light to tell me my TV's off. I just don't. Didn't, it's bullshit. Didn't a TV, or when you put a TV in standby with the remote, didn't they always have a light on? Never. Never. Did they not? Never, never. As far as I can remember, all, all I was did. Never. Because I then hate you... it. Ugh. <laughs> all right, so it is Saturday, July the 28th. This is uh, after the show number 234. What's after the show, Talk? After the show is a podcast. If you kids don't know what a podcast is yet, uh, look it up. Where we discuss a movie we just watched because we used to watch a lot of movies and then we would have a talk a discussion about it and then you just decided I'll just make a podcast about it. So now we do. You didn't say it just like that. <laughs> I probably did. So um, I want to make a podcast. No, you didn't say it like that. The movie we're looking oh, at. Oh, and the- you're a husband and I'm a wife of, of each other. Correct. The movie we're looking at this week is Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, or AKA. Am I close enough? Ghost Rider, Spirits of Vengeance, a.k.a. Ghost Rider 2, 
Um, and this is the Blu-ray release of Ghost Rider of Spirit Avengers. This is a 2012 movie, believe it or not. Actually, this year it was made. Made this year. Um, and it was released on Blu-ray on the 12th of June, 2012. This is uh, the 3D slash 2D Blu-ray. And I don't think there's another version of it. I think if you go and buy Ghost Rider, you just get both anyway. But um, it's from our friends at Sony. There is no tagline for this movie. I'll give it a tagline. Great balls of fire. And your next question is... What is the synopsis? What's this movie about, Sid Talk? A dude who made a deal with the devil. Now he's got this fire guy inside of him. He's got to save some kid from being the next devil. That's it. That is the premise <laughs> of this movie. That is it. So um, I'm not familiar with Ghost Rider, the comic, at all. Never, ex- I've never experienced it in my life. And yes, there was another Ghost Rider movie starring Nicolas Cage. But this is a standalone... They call it a standalone sequel. Meaning the other one won't give you any um, help with this movie. You don't need... Because even this movie starts with a narration from uh, Nicolas Cage explaining most of the stuff that happens in the first movie that you need to know. The fact that he was a motorcycle stuntman, blah, 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 made a deal with the devil. Oh, that was what was in the movie. That was what the first movie's whole plot was. Okay, that explains part of my huge problem with this movie. Okay, continue. So, um, yeah, you don't need to have seen the other movie. It is explained very well up front on this uh, movie. So if you've not seen it, don't be afraid of going seeing this one. I mean, seeing this one. Standalone. Also, Nicolas Cage does not like the other Ghost Rider movie, and he wanted to do it properly this time. So he believes this is more true to the spirit of the comic. The other one was a bit more silly, apparently. Sillier than this? Yeah. So, are you... (laughs) I'm just saying, when we get to it... I mean, it was more cartoonish Mm -hmm. than this. um, So... Uh, I have no preconceived ideas of Ghost Rider. I've not seen the trailer for Ghost Rider. All I know is from the cover, he's like a skull-burning head on a bike. Um, so let me say what I think about it. I... Um, it's not a great movie. It's not... You know I, what I think the problem might be? I, I had fun with it. Yes. Actually. So, no, it's not a bad movie. Either. It has segments that are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's segments. it's fun. Well, I think the problem I had with it is it feels, and I was trying to think of the words for it while I was watching it, but it feels the story is really shallow, like, like it, Yep. the premise you can say in one line like you did, mm-hmm. and that is it, that is literally it, it doesn't matter who the henchmen are that get in the way, no, you know... I, I had that kind of feeling, like, oh, here's some more European-looking dudes with machine guns. Here's, you know, it's very it's very generic, like, in that way. Apart from, of obviously, the Ghost Rider. Okay, because I was going to say, ultimately, you could say Lord of the Rings is about a little dude who's getting a ring to the pit of fire so the world doesn't end. Right. And that's it. But you're saying that along that journey, hmm. you find interesting things to go with it. But the premise of that move, of that story, is that yeah, the world is going to become doom and gloom if this little guy doesn't get the ring to this pit of fire. And that's it. But this one, you have a, a, the thing is though, it has some good things in the way as well. Yeah, I know. I would compare it on a level to to this. Um, do you remember the movie Van Helsing? <laughs> yes. 
Now that Barely. had some cool sitch. It was a cool premise, absolutely, and it had some cool shots. So much potential, and it was fun in a way. But ultimately, I was kind of bored by it. Yes, yes, that's how I feel of this. Exactly. This is like a cookie cutter. They took that. I that that. I don't know how to describe it, but that's exactly it. I got really bored. Whatever the secret sauce is that they inject into something like something a, a superhero movie that you really like when you come out of like Batman or something and you're like can't put my finger on it but I really loved the entire thing there was not a moment where I wasn't in that well most of the time I'm not in this movie until something cool happens and I'm actually waiting for something cool to happen I'm waiting to see Ghost Rider again and to be honest Ghost Rider the the movie's called Ghost Rider and he's Ghost Rider not a lot, right? It's like three times in the whole movie. He's actually the ghost. It seems quite a lot to me. It felt less than I wanted. I wanted more. Oh, I thought of, it felt like a lot. And more action. I, I you know, it, it's very. I liked how it was filmed because it, it's almost like it, this movie's mental. Like it's completely mental. And this is by the directors who brought you Crank, which is. The ultimate mental movie, in my opinion. I, I, it's just insane. It's More mental space. than Requiem of the Dream? No, I just mean mental as in, like... Ah, it's like somebody just shouting in your face for 90 minutes. It's like kinetic and crazy and, you know, Statham's running down the street in Crank and he's got his bathrobe on and he's jumping onto a motorcycle and it's blah, 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 all the time. It never stops. It's, like, crazy. This has that feel. I can feel that Crank filmmaking, the crazy, well, we saw in some of the extras, the crazy camera angles and, like, the special effects and the, like, you know, last the other week when I was talking about, like, um, I don't like that zooming in and out camera work. They do it a bit, these two guys, but they don't do it, like, overly for no reason. They do it when they want to action. So I like the crazy, crazy stuff. You felt like it was pressing on you for 90 minutes? Like, da 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 No, I was saying I feel... The crank people's, I can tell they made it. It's 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 their style. It's obviously not as crazy as crank, right? Because it's Ghost Rider, and they have to be. They can't just be insane with something like this, even though they can. So, what I like about it is like that that insane kind of punk rock kind of vibe to the filmmaking, and I like um, Nicolas Cage in is a really nutty role. I like seeing him in a role where he can really be weird and crazy. And he he does some crazy shit in this, like some crazy, very typical Nicolas Cage freakouts, you know? He does it in here. Mm -hmm. He does a very typical Nicolas Cage freakout where he's turning into Ghost Rider, but he's not, and he's... he's, If anyone else did that, everyone would say, what a shitty actor. But it's Nicolas Cage, because it's not good. Well, most people do say he's a shitty actor, in everything. And he's not good. I mean, there are moments where you see why he has an Oscar, because he did it, like I said, during when they were talking about Nicolas Cage, and he's got an Oscar. Well, an Oscar doesn't make you good. No. An Oscar means you were good, maybe, once. I'm not saying he's not, but in this... Depending on how many Oscars not. you've got. He has done. little... No, even that. If you had ten Oscars, that means you were good maybe ten times. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're good. But he has this overly smart-assy, weird thing where they're letting him indulge because he's Nicolas Cage. And the one-liners and the... Oh, my God. I was like... And I didn't feel that pressing action-action thing at all. I felt like it was quite... Uh, okay. There was like boom action, boom action. And then everything else was just fine for me, but not frantic or anything. 
Now, there were some really, really high-quality, awesome action sequences, mm-hmm. one being that big crane thing. Yeah. I love that sequence. I thought it was really over it was the top. It was a bit blurry and stuff, so it wasn't great CGI or anything. I wanted but. it to be, you know, but it was completely over the top. Uh, which is how I see this character. I mean, I didn't understand this character, and then I was like, okay, this character's nuts. He's on a bike that leaves a trail of flames. He's on fire. Right. It's just, yeah, throw everything out the window. It's like this crazy shit, you know? And then and then when he does that, and th- there's a scene where a guy fires a rocket launcher at him, like, point blank, like he would a shotgun. So it's got some insane stuff. Uh, and I really liked that sequence with the crane. It was really fun. But then there were sequences I disliked immensely, like... Um, the scene near, near the end of the film where he goes into the weird like catacomb yep. and he has this yep. weird I was like what is this why are we doing this I mean yeah I get no, it no, I, just, no I, I mean I understand it, it yeah. but I was like it's it's out it, of character is it an excuse to do some 3D effects because this is a 3D movie and it, I, I could I could see that those areas were probably 3D uh, like sticky. Sure. We, we watched it in 2D incidentally um, I was I felt a few times uh, these scenes just to do some 3D stuff because it's cool. So yeah, it, but it really like interrupted the flow of the movie for me because we were just about to get to some cool stuff and then we have this weird. See, I felt like it was like that all the way through. There was some of this and then something changed and then this and that changed. It was very the beginning too. There's one second, one split second as well. There was one scene where something happened and then the cut real fast. Did you notice that? She's outside. Of, I can't remember what it was now, but it was almost like someone sliced it wrong. A split second. Might but in have been the beginning, their style, it wasn't they do a lot of edited very well in terms of like getting the first dude from point A to point B, and it was a little choppy. And when they said uh, in the ADHD in the commentary, they were talking about like the opening scene, like the Idris Elba's characters driving up on a bike. And you're supposed to be, oh, wow, this is Johnny Blaze, but it's not. Well, I'd never even felt nope, that. Because I was either. like, I could see he was a black guy immediately. I, I, I mean, I could see his cheek. He didn't have a full face helmet on. I saw his cheek. I was like, that's not Nicolas Cage. That's some other dude. It's like they were they were trying to say, well, you, you're supposed to think this is Nicolas Cage. And then when he gets off, it's not. But, yeah, but I, that's like so uninteresting anyway. It is, but it didn't, <laughs> like, it didn't work. What anyway. were they thinking? Like, no. why do they think? Why do some people think that way? Like this friend, this like... They want to. They want to think ahead of you, yeah. as the, as the viewer, and that's so. I give you a little surprise. But then again, you're gonna have people sitting there going, "Oh man, oh yeah, awesome." And it's like, ugh. I guess I'm not that kind of thinker. I just sort of let it happen, instead of. That's one of the things. Then maybe that's why I feel about this movie. These two guys are trying to think ahead of us of what's cool and looks cool and it's Nicolas Cage and let's be cool and it's Ghost Rider and it's really obvious. Now the the what the dialogue is horrendous. Like if you'd strip away Nicolas Cage and maybe some of the production value, you would think this piece this is a piece of shit. Like oh, yeah, I would. every two minutes you've got somebody saying something just to Exposition be cool. As well. Lots of... Exposition, uh, yeah. That doesn't bother me as much as the, like, roadkill and shit like yeah. that. It's like, it's just, it's dummy down, and it just drives me crazy. Like, who thinks that's funny? Who sits there and <laughs> grabs their belly when, the you know, the guy knocks somebody off on the road and then roadkill? To me, there wasn't... Because it's like, it's trying to be really grim, because it's a grim thing. The devil taking over a child and, like, dominating the earth and some guy who's been made into this dark angel. That's dark shit. And then they they don't... 
They don't make it wacky enough like an Evil Dead movie, the later ones, to be really dark, weird shit and this over-the-top comedy. I mean, you always have to remember it's a comic book character, which might have some... I don't have to remember that, because I'm watching a movie. Right, but... So I don't need that part. But to me, I'm watching the movie, and it doesn't work for me all the time. Now, for me as well, for a movie called Ghost Rider, with an awesome motorcycle that sets on fire when yeah. it's being driven, there wasn't enough of the motorcycle. I, I, I felt like I... I, I was really excited to see him do stuff on the motorcycle. Now, there's a scene where he's driving the motorcycle for a while, um, but then he chooses to get off it and do something else while it's driving itself. Wow, it's so weird, because I feel like he was on that motorcycle half the fucking time, and that he was Ghost Rider like a third of the movie. No, seriously. And I was, wa- I was always ready to... Okay. I was like, stop being Nicolas Cage. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I get it. You're on fire. Get some people on, and let's move on with the story. Like, that was my ex- my view of it. And uh, the bike, I didn't see nearly enough of. I-, I could see that the bike was super awesome, and I did show you some close-ups of the bike at the beginning. But then... The bike was relegated to... How boring to, would that be, just looking at a motorcycle? No, I don't mean looking at a motorcycle. <laughs> I, mean, I mean stunts that involve the motorcycle. There was no jumping on the motorcycle. There was some him driving on the motorcycle and then deciding to get off and be on a truck instead when he's got this badass motorcycle. Um, there was no stunts. Johnny Blaze is a stuntman. You know, he jumps motorcycles in the, in the, first, in the comic book. I didn't feel any of that. But just imagine it. It would just be the bike on fire flying through the air again. Well, I'd, I'd say and I'd like to... S- it felt like they didn't use the premise of Johnny Blaze being a stuntman who's very good on a motorcycle as part of the Ghost Rider premise in this. They were just like, this is his transport. And see, I disagree because they did it. that whole segment with the kid where he's doing the wheelies and the that. I'm like, okay, I get it. So I, two minutes of that, I was done with the bike. <laughs> yeah, and the bike was not... The Ghost Rider bike at that point, though. It was just right. hit Nicolas Cage on the... Well, Nicolas Cage friend on the bike, right? But no, I just wanted more, like, rider. I wanted more riding. I wanted more flames, you know. And, yeah. and you know, you didn't get that stuff. Um, again, the third act of this movie comes down to that really boring, like, Hollywood... Um, very unfortunate. Here's a set. It's like very like Tomb Raider yep. or something. Here's a thing where the finale is going to take place, and then so obviously there'll be a showdown between your hero and this bad guy, and it's really anticlimactic. It's like, uh, okay, here's the showdown. Oh, there, there's finished. Did you not feel like it was like? No, I didn't feel that way. It didn't drag on that. I know you hate dragging on fights yeah. or whatever, but that fight literally lasted nothing. You that went, was okay with me. I was fine with that. Yeah, well, to me, it was anticlimactic, because I was like... No, I liked his solution. No, I was, I was like, this is the devil, <laughs> and this is Ghost Rider, who, you know, is badass. Like, he's badass. He, he can he can do shit with his chains and that. And this is the devil. The devil. Okay, he's weaker, because he's on Earth. Correct. As it's explained to us. But... He's pro. He's, he's badass. In fact, we know he's badass. We need a movie, another new movie with a Satan who's just unrelentless. Like we've never had. You know, you've got like um, uh, the ones from the '80s. There's a few, and then early '90s where you had Satan as a businessman, lawyer, and that kind of stuff. You know, the and, Al Pacino one. Yes, and the, uh, there's a few others where you know Lucifer, um, Robert De Niro was the Omen. In that, the Omen, but. 
and none I of felt them menaced seem... by the omen, like the kid being the yes, devil. Yes, I, I want, want menace. menace. I want menace in a way that where you go, we are fucked. Like I don't believe in the devil, but I like the an exorcist. Of course, I always feel like that's the best thing that ever convince would convince me that there's Satan and evil and shit in the world. Now, one of my favorite things, but here... this one doesn't portray that much. That was one of my negatives about it. Was that the Satan guy who I don't like anyway that much. He's always kind of a similar guy, except for maybe one movie we've ever seen. And he's not anything. He's just dressed in a nice suit. And maybe that's their vibe. They just want him to seem like every man. But well, he was there's a, nothing... He was a, that was the vibe. There's nothing was, scary about him. There's stuff. nothing... I don't feel his power or his intimidation. No, and then... But, you know, there was one scene where he converts some dude into a, a henchman for him. And that henchman gets this awesome power... Um, Selective power, if you notice. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like his clothes don't. Yeah, it's hard to. um, It's hard to resolve that one. It's hard to resolve it. So you have to say, you know. And I hated that guy's dial. Everything that came out of his mouth made me want to just. But I like stuff. It gets the power of. um, Yeah. Rotting. Rotting things. I thought it was pretty cool, and they they made a funny joke with it, which Mm -hmm. I actually thought was not ridiculous. I thought that was actually kind of funny, like because I was like, oh yeah, you did you think it was terrible? All of them. Every joke was No, I mean terrible. the joke about the... The what? <laughs> where he melted the apple and then there was oh, something yeah. that he couldn't... Yeah, that was I liked right. that. I yeah. thought that was really funny. Um, if that had been the only joke in the movie, yeah. I would have been fine with that. But it was constant. Because we're talking about a man who, when he touches something, it will just decompose right. into nothing. And yet he can wear clothes and drive a vehicle... Yeah. And touches the the thing when he pulls the kid out. I don't know if he had to think about it or what. I guess Didn't I, seem like it. That was my... Um, in my head, where I was like, okay, he's driving a car now, so why is the steering wheel not decomposing? Correct. So, in my head, I was like, no, he has to think about what he wants to decompose. Oh, so, you're giving him an excuse. Yeah. I well, I mean, how do you how do you solve it? If everything is... I mean, it's a, it's a shitty power if everything you touch is decomposes, right? That's a shitty power. You can have some control over that. Mm. It's, it's amazing if you can control it. Um, so, yeah, it had elements, and I like some of the shots, and I actually like seeing the Ghost Rider... Because he looks cool. Yeah, but it just felt like, um, like I say, it, it's like... Too smart-assy for me. Well, not just that. It's like this script where, what do we have... Why is Ghost... What's going to happen here? Well, we've got this boy. So, okay, it's going to be a protecting the boy, running across... You know, like a road movie kind yeah. of thing with this boy. And then, uh, then an eventual climax with the dude and the boy. But it's very uninteresting considering it's about this fantastical shit that should be really cool, right? And really interesting. Yeah, you don't feel the scope of it, for sure. No, you just... No, I, you, in fact, you don't. Uh, one of the things I did like, the fact that it wasn't filmed in the States, it was... Uh, it felt... It was filmed in Romania and... Turkey. Turkey. And it felt different because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, And I like that, because it feels like, um, you know... And a lot you've seen a lot of movies that take place in different countries, but it it did feel different. If this was a in the United States kind of movie, it would be a different thing. So I liked the feel of it. But yeah, it was just too small scale. And Idris Elba who played the what was he called? Moreau or Montreux? Moreau. Like I felt like he was really underused too. It was just like I didn't understand his role at all. Really, it was just. No, I don't have any explanation of who he is or what he's doing there or what what the what the hell he has to do with anything except he can do some god stuff. He believes in God. Is he God? I, I wanted some hints. Maybe he's a god. Maybe he's an angel. But 
I was that. thinking it was something like that, but we're we're not privy to it because we're not fans of the comic book. In the comic book, he's probably some. But super, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have. To no, have we shouldn't. Book. But he's probably some. It's probably a thing for the fans, and he's a super prolific thing in the comic book. But that doesn't make sense. Like when you make a movie, it doesn't. No, but there was. There's lots of things like that here. You know, there's things that I don't know. It's probably, like the decomposing I, guy is probably like his greatest adversary or something. And in the yeah. comics, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a real uneven, really uneven. There were moments that were just awesome. Yeah. I was, like, blown away and just think, oh, that's such an awesome idea. Please, everyone, keep your mouths shut. And someone told a stupid joke. Mm. Oh, my God. And I'm I'm a snob when it comes to certain things. I guess that's one of them. I just think, do you want every person in the audience to be, like, a simpleton so that these stupid... I don't know. It's just really annoying I mean, uh, lately. I mean, we... It's, I like full-on wackiness. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like full-on jokey, clever jokes, stupid jokes, whatever. And I like full-on grit and gross and darkness. But when you try to, to salt and pepper in the smart-assy stuff, it just makes you look like you're a bunch of indulgent smart-asses. <laughs> and this is one of, the, one of like those... Like trying to be cool. I was going to make a list of those movies that have one swear word in the entire movie. And this is one of them. He says the fucking word <laughs> once. And uh, Armageddon really? can go in my list. Oh, right. I've got a list, yeah. The, the when It doesn't have any swearing. It's very plain vanilla speech, right? And then there's one scene with the devil talking to Johnny Blaze near the end. And he has to be really animated and he says fucking. Just once. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, if I could compile, I didn't even if I could, well, he did. But if I could compile a list of those movies that use the word once, because you, we've read into it. I read into it about censorship in America. You can say it once if it's appropriate, <laughs> and then still get a PG thirteen. It doesn't go over into the R rated. So Armageddon's the perfect example. Billy Bob Thornton says it once. It really makes sense when he says it because it's. The shit hitting the fan at that exact moment. Right. And he's delivering this rousing thing. And he says it. And that's it. Nobody else swears ever again. But it makes sense. It's like, yeah, that's... If anybody was going to swear, it would be that guy at that time. And in that one, the world was about to end and we had to have some... Yeah. In this one, it, it was just <laughs> like, oh, there's I never the felt the danger of the world. No. That was my problem. No. I like menacing. I like... When you're talking about Satan and you've put a thousands of years of, of mythology around something like that. And in my mind, Satan is like, you know, could be potentially the most horrific thing to come across your planet. And then you just got a dude in a suit and there's no real feel of. Yeah. He never really does a into anything or anything like he does. In fact, he doesn't even show his power a lot. They explain that he has to just use his minions to do his yeah. dirty work. but Which, hence the decomposing guy. Um, but yeah, you see his power a little bit there, where the guy's revived. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. He, he, I never felt... And, and that actor, I do like that guy. The guy who plays the devil. And, you know, he's a British Sometimes. guy. Sometimes. You see him... You know, he's like anonymous famous. Yep. You see him, you see him, you and see him. And he's almost always that guy. It's always thought, almost always some evil guy or a, a bad guy business in, um, guy or Tomb Raider. Yeah, he was. Um, I would kind of put this on a level of Tomb Raider. Now, I, I enjoy the Tomb Raider movie. I, I enjoy the second one, especially. I, I actually like the second one quite a lot. But the first one 
it had a really good potential to be good. Mm-hmm. Everything was in place. But if you watch it, it feels really empty. Yes. And you finish watching it and you're like, okay. But the second one really improves on it. Now, I know this is the second Ghost Rider movie. I can't imagine what the first one's like. I have to see it now. I really do. I don't think it has anything to do with it. No, but I still want to see if the, if Nicolas Cage thinks this one's so much better. I yeah. might disagree. I might think that one's better. But, yeah, this feels like that Tomb Raider movie. I had high hopes. I watched it and I felt like I, you know, just at like a... Instead of eating a Snickers bar, just at a muesli bar instead. Do you get what I mean? No, because muesli's good for you. Well, you not, do get no, I don't mean good for me. I mean, I'm not filled. Do you mean you're eating empty I'm not, calories? I'm not satisfied with it. Yeah, like, like because a muesli bar is kind of like, okay, this is all right. And then a chocolate bar is like, oh, that's really good. That's mm. what I'm saying. That's my analogy. Wow, that's like the opposite of what I would understand your analogy to be. But okay, I got it. Yeah, like, it, like I'm not fulfilled. Yeah, but a Snickers is empty calories. You walk away still needing Yeah, it's food. empty calories, but it's really delicious, is what I'm getting. For like a second. Well, for the length of time it takes to eat it. Well, so Tomb Raider, it, it's... Right, but you're saying it Tomb was Tomb Raider appears, appears to me to be some delicious treat. I watch it, it's kind of empty. Like it's, I get you. You know, and then this is the same. It appears, it looks like something I so would love. So it is the Snickers bar. It's not the Yeah, Bruce it looks <laughs> like something I would love, actually, if just from the cover, you know. I, I was looking at it thinking, well, it's a Marvel comic book and, you know, it's probably... Well, that's another thing. It's a Marvel Knights. And yeah, Marvel Knights is a... The, a not just a mar- straight-up Marvel. I mean, it's still Marvel, but they have uh, comic books. They have Marvel and Marvel Knights. They have another one as well, I think, but they... Um, it's... an. It, the more darker kind of mysterious stuff appears on the Marvel right. Knights, whereas the mainstreamy kind of stuff. He's sort of the anti-hero, obviously. Yeah, and it is Stan Lee's character again, you know. Um, so it's not complicated, like There's we no said. Stan Lee that we noticed. No, Stan Lee, I had a look, he's not, doesn't appear in the Marvel Knights. Right, that's what he, I He just thought. appears in the Marvel ones. Um, but yeah, it's... It's borderline. It's fun enough. It's borderline bad. It's tr- yes, and it's trying to appeal to kids, which is freaky because you got a kid getting treated very badly. But then a lot of the little one-liner jokes are supposed would be something that I would think an eight-year-old kid would think is funny. Now, if you're a grown man and you sit there and you chuckle at all these jokes, fine. But it's what it's directed at. But then you're talking about Satan embodying a child and taking over the world. That's pretty dark. But it still seems like they want. And when he sees him peeing off the truck or whatever and thinks that's hilarious. It's a real mixed thing. It doesn't commit to anything. It doesn't commit to being an adult superhero dark thing. It no. doesn't commit to being a wacky kid thing. That's why I feel like it feels like a bit of a mess. Like, yeah. Because we know these crank dudes. They, they can do some hardcore adult... Like, crank is literally... I mean, it's not, it's not a comic book movie, but it feels like an adult comic book the way it plays out. It's just insane. It's like, whoa. You know, this guy's like, can do anything. This guy's... Yeah. That's what it feels like. And they turn it up to 50, and, it, and it's really fast, and it's, it's crazy. So we know they're capable of doing something like that. And maybe if they would have committed to, like, an adult version of Ghost yes. Rider, right, it would have been awesome. Like, but Get rid of the You're right. It's like, you know, there's a joke in here where a kid says to Johnny Blaze, what happens when you Ghost Rider and you have a pee? And he's like, it's amazing. It's like a flamethrower. And then it proceeds to show you Johnny Blaze having a pee... Like an fl- imaginary version of it. And flame throw, you know, flame coming out of his widget. Um, and it's not funny. No, but unlike you say, an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old... <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I'm not eight, so that's no, my problem. No, but there again, it, it, it might 
And, but you're right. It, yeah, but he's also a, a minion of the devil doing yeah. it for a child. That's so, not supposed to be funny. So, you know, it's, it's, it is all over the place. They're trying to appeal to everybody. You know, and and the yet vi- there are moments when I'm just like, oh, yeah, I love... I get in the vibe of the spirit, a spirit of some type coming to, like, protect humankind for whatever reason. Or sucking the souls out of, like, really bad people. That stuff I can get into, and I don't believe in... I Like, my belief in anything is zero. But that stuff intrigues me. And then when you just do it sort of, like, half-ass, I yeah. just... And also, the violence in this movie is very oh A-team. yeah. It's like the A-team. There's, there's a bit where Idris Elba's got, like, yeah, a submachine Yeah, he's just, like, mowing them down. I was like, what the But hell? it's like the A-team. Just, there's no blood or anything. No, just people nothing. just fall over. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> people, yeah, even when, like, Johnny Cage whips them... Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> whips them with the chains. Um... They just disintegrate into... Yeah. It's just very... There's know. one drop of blood. Maybe that was a thing about ratings as well. Yeah. The one drop of blood from his cheek. I mean, I'm not saying everything should be full of blood and no. guts, but we don't have any When you're dark, mowing so down a bunch of people with a machine gun. Yeah, and they just fall over as though nothing happened, and you don't see any... There's nothing. It's just And like, that's another thing. I don't... I don't. I guess I don't get the male mentality of that being entertaining... You, yes, they're supposed to all be the devil's minions and all that kind of stuff, but just have a dude just taking great pleasure in machine-gunning a bunch of people, it seems really vulgar. Like, unnecessary, over too much, too much. It's not fun. It's not, it's like, ugh. There's only so many ways we can show, like, badness or whatever, you know? So it usually comes down to a gunfight or a car chase, doesn't it? That's, like, that's just how things usually play out. Bad guys. Bad guys do that, don't they? They either plant, plant a bomb... But he wasn't a bad guy, is my point. He's supposed to be a good guy. And he's getting great pleasure... Oh, I thought you meant at the beginning a with, bunch the, of people. with the henchmen coming in, like... Yeah. Because you saw them, and, you know... Yeah, there's a gunfight at the beginning, and it's the most unbloody gunfight you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> it's just very sanitary kind of gunfight. It felt like it was off the cover of... Off a the TV show, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so Blu-ray uh, extras. Oh, the cast. We're going to cast first. Nicholas Cage is Johnny Blaze. It's, <laughs> it's a typical Nicholas Cage performance. It really is. Like one of his wackier performances. Like if you like, it's not guy. wacky. You're 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 blowing the little tiny portions where he gets a little weird, which is um, probably if you smushed it together, maybe equals one minute. If you like that, though. But I'm saying that doesn't dominate at all. He's not wacky throughout. He's not crazy throughout. He has like one little tiny segment where he goes, ah, yeah, and another it. one where he yells at him for about maybe 20 seconds. It's an hour and a half movie. It doesn't add up to him being crazy. So that part I don't, didn't, if he would have acted that way the whole time, that would have been different. It would have been like an effort. Like but he no, was mentally insane, like on the edge of insanity all the time. Like. Yeah, but he didn't. And his edge of insanity isn't good either. It's. Well, maybe not not good, but it's like watching someone in acting school, and then they're going to do their part, and then the professor or whoever says, "Okay, okay, that was that was okay, but let's try this because what uh, you know, and trying to fix what's wrong with this performance because there's a lot." But maybe I'm just not his audience or something. I don't know. I, I did. I felt if you're a Nicolas Cage fan, you'll get what you want. Like it's it's a, to me, it's a typical Nicolas Cage. Um, what if you're a Nicolas Cage fan from Leaving Las Vegas? If, no, then that's, that's <laughs> not... But if you're a Nicolas Cage fan from Leaving Las Vegas, the last 50 of his movies were probably not for you either. Maybe Adaptation. 
most adaptation, of it, most Magic Man, most of it's Weatherman. Yeah, that's one in Nicolas Cage. Yeah, there's two of them, isn't it? and you have the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and you know National Treasure. And yeah, exactly. All those ones, <laughs> yeah. All the, he maybe is crazy. <laughs> he's. Yeah, yeah. He's versatile. <laughs> given that. I like him. Um, I know you do. I like him just because he's actually, you know, he's been a good actor in his time, but most of the time he's just, you know, treading the water, getting his paycheck. That's how, how it feels to me. Just do the same thing over and over again. Um, but he survives that way. Like, he, he keeps doing it. Like, But I think on set, and as a person, he's not like that at all. He sounds like he takes it seriously. Yeah, he wants to he's into take it. onto the... Yeah, exactly. He's it's even into this. Like, it really comes big. through as really amateur a lot of times. But I'm not a professional, I'm just saying. No, but, you know, you're either a fan or you're not. And I happen to like him. I mean, I don't think he's fantastic, but I like... I just like how somebody like him keeps... Getting the big, big movies. Yeah, and they have the person on the set go, oh, we've got Nicholas Cage. Yeah, and they're really... Like, rubbing really, their hands yeah, together. Yeah, they, they love him, don't they? You know, it's like, wow, Nicholas Cage but is... But then like, I think you get a little afraid of the person, and you won't tell them the truth. Right. Like, if you're watching your dailies alone in your hotel room or whatever, and you're the director, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, that wasn't great, was it? And then your mind goes, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage, we can't tell him to do it again. We'll just deal with it. So, the other people I wrote down, I didn't write a lot of them down. Violante Placido. She's the uh, female. I liked Nadia. her a lot. Yeah, I, she, she seemed French. I think. Um, she, well, I'd like to see her in something that's not this. Yeah, she excellent. seemed interesting to me. Absolutely. And, you know, and this was just basically wear a lot of eye makeup and uh, look sexy. And, uh, well, I think eye makeup was not an issue for me, but her part was <laughs> for me, being kind was, of tossed was, around there a was, lot. There was times where, like... Yeah, but a lot of women wear their makeup like that. Yeah, but there was t- this, you know, you're on this, like, crazy adventure, um, and you've been traveling for days, and she always looked Is it up. days? I thought it was all one day. No, I don't think so, because they stopped overnight, and then there was a, um, it was a big, long road trip, and she always looked supremely perfect. Oh, yeah. she didn't look perfect? I disagree. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now... Like, uh, Every woman who wears eye makeup is going to wear it, even if it's the apocalypse. She's going to put her eye makeup. Yes. In fact, it was the same thing I had for um, the one with Denzel Washington. Book of Eli. Different. Totally different. She didn't look perfect in this one. You're wrong. She did look perfect. (laughs) She didn't. She was all ruffled up. She wasn't... They put a lot of bit of of dirt on her face in Book of Eli and said, like, oh, look, she's been in the wasteland. Yeah, this one's different to me. She looks kind of sweaty and her hair was messed up, at least. To but me, I'm just telling you now, I want in some, reality, I want crazy, like, in reality crazy. a woman who wears eye makeup is going to take that, if she has, if it's the end of the world, and someone said to her, we got to leave and go to the end of the world to save everybody, she's going to stick her eye makeup in her pocket. And she, every chance, if she has a little pool of water on the ground, she's going to find it to use it as a mirror. I'm not saying we're vain, I'm saying some women... I think a time comes when you have to ditch your eye makeup. If it runs out and it's the apocalypse and you have nothing, you're going to find some coal or some dirt or something. So, but. And Idris Elba <laughs> plays Moreau here, um, you know, his famous British uh, actor. What else is he in? He was in Prometheus just recently, what we saw him in. Um, oh, that was him, yeah, yeah. all right. And he, he's... he's it's in a BBC TV show, and I forget the name of it, but it's like a... In this, he's like French? Yes, he African-French Yeah, with sounding. some strange... Um, I think it was like an African-French... With some odd uh, contact lenses in. 
At least some kind of god soldier yeah, or yeah. something. Um, I like him a lot, but this role didn't do nothing for him. I mean, I almost felt like he's really good. Yeah. I mean, we just saw Prometheus. He's really good. I almost felt like... I almost... If I could speak to him, <laughs> why are you in this one? What, like, Because it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's your money, right? Well, no, it's Nicolas Cage. That's how that works. You Somebody says to you, here's a script, we've got Nicolas Cage for the lead. Mm. You're going to be like, I'll do it. Well, not me, but... But yeah, he's really good, and uh, but they've not utilized hardly for what he can do at but all. He might watch this movie and be super proud of it. Yeah, he might. His kids might love it. That kind of thing. Yeah. And then I, the body guy is uh, I can never say what's that. How's that first name pronounced? Which guy? Kiarian. Kiarian. Yeah. He's a, like an Irish guy, I think. Raw. Scottish, I thought he was. But you'll have seen. I know he's Irish. I think you'll have seen him like. So many times, mm-hmm. always as almost always as a bad guy. Yeah, and a lot of British stuff. But who was well. the other guy? Whitworth, Whitlock. He's so annoying. Yeah, he, he is played annoying. the zombie guy, or whatever rotting zombie guy. Yeah, the guy. Oh he, my god! I had, mean, he's good. He had perfect Kurt Russell in the thing hair at the beginning. Yeah. Every time he stepped, every time he showed you a close up, I was like. They wanted Kurt Russell from the thing, but they got this guy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and this guy sucks. <laughs> well, no, he's good. I it's think he would Plissken. be good. He's good at what he's doing, but the way they made his character be... It was too stupid. But I think he's good. I think if you put him in a role that I'm going to It was to real slapsticky. Um, Absolutely. He, like, he couldn't take him seriously no, as a bad guy. Not at all. Because like, no. he, he, he had a one-liner for everything. Like, I know. You know. And it was like, he just looked. It just sucks the life out of a story when you can't get off of that shit. Like, to me, it does anyway. So this is directed by uh, Neville Dean and Taylor, which is Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. They're known as Neville Dean and Taylor as their... Um, and yeah, they did Crank, they did Crank 2, and they did Gamer, which was... Um, what's he called? Oh, God. It's, it was a game... It was about a virtual reality world where video games are the primary thing. Um, a movie? Yeah. Have you seen it? No, because it didn't look like to me like something I'd be into. Um, really? I forget the guy. The guy who's in Machine Gun Preacher, that guy. Don't know that one. The guy who's in, um, <laughs> what's it called? 300. Oh. What's that guy called? Not Banana. Scottish guy. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, anyway, they've made it. The, they make a particular, they've got a very, to me, it's like music video, um, directing. It's very movement based it's Can I disagree with you because they probably went out from the generation that even watched music videos I think they made some I, I looked and I think they made some music videos before they did movies um, but I feel that it's very like cool ADD yeah like let's be really cool and obviously Crank and Crank 2 are the ultimate ADD movies that's the idea of them it makes complete sense in those movies because th- that's what the movies are about it's like a guy who has to keep his heart rate yeah exactly yeah. so it it's, it's insane, it's crazy. It's speed, yeah. but with a person's body. Yeah. I mean, and, that's all it is. And it's is. ridiculous, and it, none of it makes any sense in the real world, but it's fun as that thing, right? And, it may, and the camera work makes sense. Now, when they bring it over to this, it doesn't entirely make sense. It cheapens it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it makes it... I liked it in parts. There were some really good shots, especially, like, some of the shots with the motorcycles, and that shot that we saw on the extras where they, you know... Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you're like, wow, the director is all rigged up on, you know, the yeah. cameraman is playing. He's got the, the camera in his hand, and he's the director. 
and he's on roller skates hanging on the back of a bike with no wires or st- <laughs> no pads he's a stunt man he has no pads no. on his elbows or anything it was anything. insane <laughs> when I saw him doing that and you said about insurance I was like how they wouldn't let somebody do that in the states no no director is going on the back of a motorbike hanging onto a handle with a big massive with camera hand. in his hand yeah <laughs> on roller skates just following Nicolas Cage on a bike it's not and gonna he said happen. Um, I like the death-defying stuff because if I die doing this, then that's fine. No, I like that because that brings you know that punk rock. Just style. need to refine it. Use that. Use that energy that you have to make something stu- like if you cut out. If I could re-edit this movie and cut out all of the lame bits and pieces, there's a lot of really good stuff there. But yeah. it's ruined. It's like putting it's like putting too much salt in your perfect soup, you know? Like it was gonna be so good and then that one thing you cannot you can't undo it. So special features here on the Blu ray, there's deleted scenes, there's quite a few of them. There's um an expanded video commentary, which is basically and we've said this before, I've said, Oh, only Warner Brothers do these. If you've seen Warner Brothers Maximum Movie Mode, it's that kind of thing, but this is on a Sony disc. The directors walk on, they tell you stuff, they pause the video, they show you how it was made behind the scenes. Very good, very very well done. Mm-hmm. They zoom the picture to full screen when they're showing you how the stunts were done, pause the movie, it's not like in a window all the time. They, you know, So it's the best extra for Blu-ray for me. All of them should do it if they're an action movie. We should see it. I liked it. You don't like the two guys, you... When they were talking to people on the set and I could hear the conversations, they were like actual adult talking as adults with enthusiasm and doing their thing. When they were doing this, they were trying to be that same bullshit, trying to be cool, trying to be funny and acting like, well, it's like I said, it's like watching two 12 year old boys who are grown up and that's how they keep talking. Yeah. And I just don't like that cutesy shit or that, like, trying to But be... if you do, I think you'd love this movie mode. If you sure. like the, the sense of humor this I mean, movie the more is. they talk about what they're doing, I'm fine with the content of what they're saying. It's just that I don't need you to be entertaining for me every half a second. So, like, I don't need that. And you just explain to me, you know, the guy doing the miming and all that. I just find that really... It's a similar way. If you've seen the maximum movie mode for Cop Out, where Kevin Smith does his thing there... If you like Kevin Smith, you'll like that that maximum movie mode. If you don't, you might think, why is he being so... Smart-ass. Smart-ass the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, I think if you're a fan of Neville Dean and Taylor, you're going to love this, because it's like them having a laugh. Like, it's their humour. But it's forced. That's why I think I don't like it. I um, feel like it's forced. But, yeah, I kind of enjoy... We watched the first, what, 20 minutes of it? I I like the content of what they're saying, definitely. I would like to see more... Some of the scenes, how they did them and stuff, but... And then on top of all that, there's a... Um, They're going to be coming an old, humorless lady. I think so. <laughs> on top of all that, there's a, there's a six-part documentary covering the entire making of this movie, from the pre-production to the actual release, which is like to- clocks in at like two hours altogether. We watched like one of the, the production part. It's really well made. It's less of the silliness. It's yes. more of a serious making of. Interviews with, all the, with Nicolas Cage, everybody who's in it, basically. Um... So there's something for everybody. Yep. There's the more standard documentary feature. At, uh, feature. It's like a full movie in itself. And then there's that. And if you pop in the Blu-ray 3D disc, it does come with two discs. Um, there's another featurette, 
which is only on the Blu-ray 3D in 3D, and it's riding into another dimension, so it covers the making the 3D filming. Um, will you be watching that on your 3D I w- monitor? I will, yeah. So um, we should tell people you do have a Sony 3D. I do. Um, display and the glasses that go with it, because your wife bought you that for Christmas. Correct. I believe it was. Well, half of it. So you can, because we don't have that at our main movie watching. And um, yeah, when we were buying a new TV, we, 3D didn't matter enough to us to b- bother buy it, so we got a bigger TV instead of a 3D one. That's mostly wife-driven, because yeah. I was buying it, and I don't care about 3D, but I like well, bigger I mean, is better. <laughs> I mean, we've got some 3D movies, but it's few and far between, and they don't come out that often. Um, 3D uh, Blu-rays come in a see-through packaging. They, get, they ditch the blue, um, and I'm not sure why, but it's kind of cool. Um, so this is this Blu-ray. What's cool about it? It just it's because I see blue ones all the time, I guess, and right, this one yeah. just looks different. Um, and it also comes with a lenticular cover for a limited time, and you you're not you not really. Right. <laughs> I don't care about lenticular. I kind of like it. I like the weird, the little cheap, crappy ones you get at the Halloween store, where you walk past and it's like a cute little girl, and then it's a horrible, horrible monster. I actually really like those. Uh, I don't like slip covers because I think it's a wasted resource. So I, like I think the, it's absolutely. And you like to do the recycling stuff, so it's a bit of a contradiction when you think it's okay. Well, I'm keeping it. I don't mean I don't care about that. I'm saying it's okay for them to even use up cardboard in that way, which it's completely useless as a cover over something that already has a cover. So yeah, great great set of extras, good picture quality, um, good sound quality. It's like it really is good. It's like a. Like a when you, what we normally do when we go and watch a movie is we turn the air conditioning up because we're in the basement and the air conditioning is near to our movie room, so we don't hear the air conditioning. As soon as the movie starts, you matter. can't hear the air conditioning anyway because it is a uh, loud popcorn flick type of movie, right? Um, yeah, and it looked good, and you know sometimes maybe it looked a little bit too good because when you do see it in high definition nowadays, movies. And the CG is a little bit off yep. sometimes. You notice it, like you really do notice it. You have to blur your own eyes. Yeah. Da, 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 like. But I have around, to say, around. some of the skull effects, the the, oh, the fire on the skull was really good. Really amazing. Especially the way it kind of moved with him. Like he he sways from side to side when he stood there. Yeah. And the fire does exactly what you expect swaying side to side fire to do. A man on fire. So we know. need that guy just in real life, the spirit of vengeance walking around with a flaming head. And like, if you're, if you're a real asshole, you just, he just yeah. sucks you up. He just like, <laughs> he even threatened to cut, he's, what did he say at the beginning? Yeah, you know, like how he, he's out to get, you know, swallow the souls of people who've done wrong, including people who uh, do digital downloads. He exactly. Have <laughs> <laughs> you downloaded it? Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like a good message. <laughs> so, um, yeah, watch yourself. Don't download this movie because he will come, okay. Nicolas Cage, with a flaming head and swallow your whole soul. If you have a soul. Apparently, yeah. you don't have a soul even if you're a, a criminal digital stealer. So, yeah, for me, this, you know, I'm glad I watched it because it was fun. But I ain't going to watch it any, again anytime soon. I might watch the other one just because I'm curious now. Hmm. I'm not. Sure. I feel like it has to be better, the other one. <laughs> in my mind. It has to be. But if this is, like, such an improvement, I just want to see how bad that one is. So there's a... You know, I might not agree with Nicolas Cage. I might like the other one. <laughs> I might like the vibe of the other one better. The other one might be, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, are you a recommendation here? Mm. It depends. 
think eh, it's fun. Yeah. Who would you recommend it to? That's what the question. It's <laughs> a weird one. I know. I know a few dudes. I guess who would you know be interesting dudes who like them. motorcycles dudes no, who like dudes flaming who like skull heads stupid one liner jokes who don't like who just like to <laughs> at stuff belly laughs at things that are not funny so um yeah and anyone else who just wants like a crazy it's the kind of movie and I never would recommend this this is maybe the first time ever in my entire life this movie I could advocate watching and doing other things watch no, it while you're time. cooking dinner sure I don't care Watch it while you're cooking dinner. Watch it with the kids running around talking on the phone. I don't care. Just, <laughs> but it's fun, and I don't want I don't want it to be like, oh my god, it's not a waste of your time. It's a it's light just... recommend. It's a rental recommendation for me. Absolutely, rent it, rent it, watch it, absolutely, enjoy yourself. Unless you're a fanatical Cage fan or a fanatic Marvel Ghost Rider happens to be your favorite one. But yeah, then maybe you hate this because it didn't. But it might be perfect. It might. So, um, yeah, thanks to Sony for the Blu-ray and contests. If you want to go and enter a contest, go to acecoolie.com. You can enter one. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Mel Gibson in Get the Gringo. Um, so we will be looking at that one next week. Yeah. Uh, what? I'm not that thrilled about a Mel Gibson movie. Well, he's... Uh, we shall see. Still making them. Yeah. It didn't, didn't The uh, personal life thing didn't stop him making movies, I guess. So, um, movie memory one, two, three. What is that? There's a game where one of us says to the other, name three movies that have this feature, that feature, or the other. And the other person has to think of three movies without looking it up, just from their memory. Movie memory. And you... Oh, I need... Um, this is always a problem. I need to remove the colored. Right. Because I can't see it. What do you so mean? don't look. Oh, right. <laughs> we have a document on our Google Docs and... In order for me not, or for the who I always just memorize mine, but he likes to type them on there and then make the color so that I can't see it, and then he right. highlights it. It is exposed now, so do not look. <laughs> All right, so okay. it's three movies with motorcycles <laughs> as a major theme. As a major theme. Yeah. So uh, play low along ride, at home. Lowrider. What was the name of that one? You could have that if you had the name right, but you don't. Uh, was was it called? It's only one of the most famous motorcycle movies. <laughs> okay, I still think that should count. Um, no. <laughs> I'll think of it. Motorcycles. Now I've got to visualize motorcycles. Are there three? <laughs> there are a lot more than three. Oh, um, biker boys. That's yes. a horrible one, but that, that is, is horrible, one. Yeah, <laughs> and there's another one in the same vein as that. There is. That is a... Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of... Is it Long Rider? Nope. <laughs> it's got to count. You know I know. It's Henry Fonda. I mean, Peter Fonda. Yeah, that movie. That yeah. Oscar-nominated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Something Rider. Uh, let me think. Okay, I'm visualizing. Motorcycle. 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 Ugh. I give up. Easy Rider. Easy Rider. That counts. Uh, you could also say Torque, which is another Torque one. Torque was the other one. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tron. No, I don't think Had a so. push. Major theme in that. Those Had movies. a push. Major theme. Motorcycle. Uh, light bikes. Um, okay, but I don't think of it as a motorcycle. And here's another one that is absolutely. Wild Hogs. Oh my god, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that would just flood into my mind. You could mind. also have Viva Knievel. Because there's a that that uh, 
movie about Evil Knievel. You could also have Silver Dream Machine starring David You're Essex. saying there's like tons of these. I've never heard of those. You've never heard of Silver Dream Machine? No. Or Viva or Viva, No. Never. I watched those when I was... Um, and Wild Hogs is like so lame. <laughs> but it is a motorcycle. True. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You could have the um, Northville Cemetery Massacre. It's about... Um, never heard of it. It's about Hell's Angels. Right. On choppers. Um... Yeah, so there you go. Movie memory one, two, three. I got two out of three. Sit or failed. What, what, what did you call it? What rider? Low rider. <laughs> Low rider. That's a car. <laughs> yeah, all right then. So movie recommendations this week, based on Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. From me, I'm going with Blade, the Wesley Snipes Blade, the original Blade. Yeah. I, did, I didn't so much like the two sequels, but the original one I really liked. And it gave me a vibe of Ghost Rider, as in, it's kind of cool, but it's also a bit... Cheap. Cheap, yeah. It's the same quality as this. I mean, and it's another comic book adaptation. I think that one's better than this, personally, but it gave me the same vibe. And the other one I had was Daredevil, which is yeah. another one that I don't think they fully threw the heart and soul into. But it is good. It's watchable. It's better when you go back to it, yeah. I feel like. And mine are Wanted, because I feel like it was a better... Yeah, one, two, three, type good, I like of it. this kind of thing, you know, a little too much visual effects with the trying to get, you know, make it style over substance, but a dude who, you know, has to kind of kick, there's lots of Based on a graphic novel. and some weird things that he has to do to take down, and there's a castle or some big, it's not a castle, it's a big factory looking building and some factory. ancient thing that's happening over here, and these this movie has like ancient monks or some shit. So that is why I thought of Wanted and True Romance, because I have to just, as soon as I think of, you asked me who was married to Nicolas Cage, I said Alabama used to be. She's not Alabama. I forget her name. but that Patricia made me Arquette. Patricia Arquette. And uh, always go back to True Romance, because it's one of my favorite all time. Patricia Arquette was also married to Billy Bob, wasn't she? No. I don't think so. I think she was. Before he was with Angelina Jolie. I think so. And I looked it up the other day, something like that, and I was like, wow, that's weird. So, um, yeah, two romances are one of the best. So, games and Ace Scully stuff, and I said, you know, we'd just done a podcast, and I said I'd save some for this podcast. So, I've been playing Need for Speed The Run on the PS3. It was $1 at Best Buy. Nice. <laughs> so, it was uh, the, the full, full, not the download version, the full disc version like from Best Buy. Like just a one-day thing? It was a one-day sale. I noticed it on Twitter. Somebody had said, go to Best Buy now, you can get Need for Speed for a dollar. And I was like... Why not? It's a dollar. I got there. Actually, if it would have said I had to pay for shipping, I probably wouldn't have got it, right? But it said free shipping. So I was like, oh, whatever, I'll order it. And then it came a few days later. I've been having some fun with it. For a dollar, you can't really go wrong if you like racing games. It's not the best racing game, I'll tell you that, but games, a game for, you know, I've, sure. I've bought a tablet game for a dollar and not got as much play out of it as this. So I, I know it's not a dollar now. But maybe it will be again. Or maybe they sold out. I don't know. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, and the other game I got on a Best Buy sale, and this one was... A bottle of water costs more than a dollar, and you just piss it out. So there you go. Yeah, you Good do. value. <laughs> this, this, just to put it in perspective for you. This other game was another Best Buy sale. In the morning, I saw it on Twitter. Oh, this game is cheap on Best Buy. And this one was nine ninety nine. Now, that is still cheap because it's Resistance 3, which is the big first-person shooter on the PS3. I've played Resistance 1 and 2, but never played 3. Three's always been $60. It came out last Christmas. Um, and when I saw it for $9.99, brand new, I thought, well, why not? Like, it's a good, good opportunity to play it. It's a fantastic price for a 
full AAA game. So we went and picked that one up, and I haven't played it yet, because I've been playing Need for Speed, so I will talk about it more when I open it and play it. Um, Foosball. Foosball 2012 (laughs) is a game on the PlayStation Network that came out this week. It's available on the PS3 and the Vita. But if you buy either, if you buy one of them, you get the other one for free. So, like... They're getting the clue, finally, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you buy, I bought the PS3 version, and then automatically it was there on my Vita, which is... Was really, that incentive for you to get it, or was it just a... a no, it, it actually was incentive, because I've got both, and I wanted to see how it worked, this cross-play thing. And it works really well. Also works if you're the dad, you're 40, you got your PlayStation 3, and you bought your kid the Vita. Yep. So you, it's not yours, but you've bought the game and you can both play it. Yeah, exactly. So it's you, like, you know... Actually, as far as I know, you can play... You are on the TV, and I'm on the Vita, and we play against each other. Excuse me. Oh, right. As well, like cross-play. So, but what's really cool about it is there's a tournament mode where you have to beat the computer, basically. So, you know, you play the first team, and it's very easy, and it progressively gets harder. And I was playing some on my Vita, and then I turned it off, and then I turned the PS3 on, and it knew exactly where I was. It's like, oh yeah, you've earned 10 stars on this one, and all my stuff was there ready, so... It so alt- then, how could you play against yourself if they were both on? You can't play against yourself, but you could play against. You could be player one on the Vita, and I can be player two. Okay, on, okay. you know, both play. Um, there's a difference between the PS3 and the Vita version, and the difference is the PS3 version is obviously bigger; it's on a bigger TV, but the um, it's smoother. It's 60 frames a second on the PlayStation 3, whereas on the Vita it's 30 frames per second. Now you would never notice if you don't play them both. Because I was playing on the PS3 and I was like playing, and then as soon as I went to the Vita, I was like, "Wow, this looks kind of jerky." Now you wouldn't notice if you hadn't played the PS3 version, but there is a difference. Or if you weren't very picky. Now you just kind of can tell. It's the control feels different. the The other thing is the sticks are very small on the Vita. The sticks are quite big on the PS3 controller. It's easier to control it on the PS3. I, I have more success on the PS3. I don't know. That's something. If you've only got a Vita, you'll get used to it, playing it on the Vita. I just think the Vita's the, not as good as the PS3 version, but there again, you're not paying for it. It's free. The whole game is four ninety nine. Oh my god. <laughs> and you get two versions of the game. So, um, And that's the way it should be. And all games that come out on the PSN that work on the Vita and the PS3, you should not have to pay twice, ever. It should just be a one-deal thing, right? You've already bought the stuff. Uh, and finally, I got into the uh, Xbox 360 Fall dashboard preview. And I know it's quite a long while till fall occurs. Oh, really? It's the end of July already. Yeah, so... So you got August and then September. It comes out fall. in November, the, the dashboard. Right. So, you know, I, I, have, I have got the dashboard three months before everybody else. Uh, You're the lo- only one? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you make it sound very elite, like I, they gave it to me. No. No one else in the whole world. Just me. Uh, sign-ups are closed now, so if you didn't get in, you, you're not getting in. But I got in. But unfortunately, you're not allowed to talk about the specifics. There's an NDA for the specifics. So all I can say is I got in the dashboard beta. But I'm not in it, and I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. I didn't sign in. I'm not allowed to come on here and say, oh, it's got this, that, this, that, and the other. So. What about me? I'm not in any obligation. Is there a thing in there that says you have to keep your wife from talking about? Specifically, well, does it say? Maybe they would cut me off if you said it. Does it say... Anywhere is there a clause that says your wife is not allowed to talk or about other it. people. I don't know, but yeah, you're not supposed to speak about it. Um, I don't care enough about it, so I won't talk about it. 
I'll just say that it's um, a step in the right direction, it seems to me, so far. But, I mean, we're very early. In three months, every time I turn it on, there'll be an update to it. Cause why can't be... you talk about it? I don't get it. They just don't want people talking about it. I don't it. mean, why? And especially not making YouTube videos of it and um, putting it up on reviews of it. Because it's not finished, I guess. Yeah, but that just sells it, doesn't it? It's like... Well, you don't need to sell it, do you? Because people already have the Xbox. I don't know, but it could sell an Xbox to some people if yeah. it has features that people go, oh, never even knew it did that, you know? But anyway, I'll keep my mouth shut, and when the NDA lifts, I'll talk about it. So, Sid Can Talk... Can I put an NDA on other things? Yeah. <laughs> so, Sid Talk, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? It's going to be some curried peas and pea sauce, or pea, pea something, and... French fries and some veggie sausages. Ooh, that sounds good. And for dinner, for dessert, some I got some puff pastry and I made some um, apple, plum, and peach filling with little tiny. Chopped it up really tiny and put some sugar in it and cinnamon. So I made some little turnover things and I made some. We'll see how it turns out, but some like soy milk. I have some like really vanilla soy milk, and I turned that into like a frosting. Hopefully, it'll fluff up when I when the time comes. And what did we see last night? What? What? What did we go and see last we night? We saw a play that our nephew is in. It was called Crazy Camp. It is the the summer in every summer our Parks and Recreation Department We've talked about it put on a program where the kids can sign up. They have to pay. The parents have to pay, but you get two weeks of drama camp and the kids learn everything about putting on a play and then at the end of the two weeks they put on a play and it amazes me that these kids learn it's two hours long right and it's loads of dialogue and lots of songs they have to sing and our nephew is 15 and he had some re- he had a really good part where he had lots of variety including well it's called crazy camp so you can look up the gist of it it's but like a 1970s he said written 70s. in the 70s it was yeah. a book apparently yeah. and it's sort of a wacky meatballs Esque type of crazy camp where the boys don't have their camp is shitty and the girls' camp is good. The boys come move into the girls' camp, and then the hilarity ensues. So, and it has it has it had very few flaws. Like a lot of these schoolish productions seem to have a lot of their little audio issues with some of their head mics, but not bad, not like normal. And it was really good. They learned. They did a really good job. What well, makes impressed. me laugh? At, um school play type things like this you know kids plays when they do a dance number and there's a lot of them there's ones who are really enthusiastic yeah. and they dance with, and they, they're smiling and they, and then there are the ones who you can tell they do not want to dance exactly and, they're, and they're really like they shuffle and they're like really no, there's no enthusiasm at all it's no. like the, you can see in their faces this I hope this is over in a minute. Like, exactly, this is horrible. But then there's the other people who are like, yeah, and they're waving their arms. I, I swear, I think, and I, you know, I, I like to think of. I always have been this way. I just observe people like almost really acutely. I like to watch people's behavior and think about people. And I think some people, humans, for whatever reason in our species, we need some entertainment. That's just part of our the way we are. And there are people who have it in their little genetic makeup pool, cesspool of genes, whatever you want to call it, and they are born to perform. Nicholas Cage. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe, but he's born are, to when you watch kids who are maybe eight, nine, ten years old, and they have their—I mean, it's just a small town in the middle of America, right? And yet they have every attribute, and it could be stage moms. It could be that no, everyone in their family thinks they're a crazy little 
crazy little fucker for wanting to get up on a stage and dance around singing. And they're all like, but this kid, these kids, some of them, they just, they come alive. You know, yeah. my nephew is not shy, but he's not super communicative. And he's a bit like, you know, elusive and trying to, you know, he's just sort of closed up a lot. But when he gets on the stage, he absolutely, don't you notice, he just... And he has all the movements that make him look like he belongs in an entertainment kind of vibe. And, I don't know, I just love watching it. Because I always hope, I hope the kids who are really into it get encouraged to keep pursuing it as much as they can. And, you know, he's he's also almost, he gets really good grades in school and all that kind of stuff. So he has the balance, but I always enjoy it thoroughly. Now, you felt that the auditorium was a bit chilly. It's freezing. <laughs> it's really cold. And it was a really hot day. It was the, super hot. But they, they had the air conditioning really cranked, and it was, like, blowing right down my neck. It was like... Whoosh. Right on. My right hand got pretty cold. I had to keep, like, rubbing it, yeah. whatever. But... But that you know. did it. That wasn't... The play was fun. It was. The only thing bad about the play is the Crazy Camp song that they sing at the beginning and <laughs> the end. It's in, it's in my head today. <laughs> I was sat on the toilet earlier. <laughs> I had a magazine in my hand reading, and the Crazy Camp song was in my I was like, come on, get out of my head. <laughs> you can see all the kids dancing. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, crazy. I've heard it three times. So it's really funny. If you have the opportunity to support a nephew, or in, like if you don't have kids who do drama, but you know you have a nephew or a niece and you're close enough, and if everyone else seems to discourage it, but they really want to do it, I say, you know, kind of put your put your put your word out there and say, look, I'll take them to practice, or I'll go see the performances, or I'll help them make their costume, or, you know, you know, Austin asked for some thread last week, some green thread and a needle. Well, I'm like, okay, we'll get some green thread. I didn't ask what it was for. Before, before long, he's in the back seat. We had like a three hour drive to go to my niece's wedding, which we also went to, and. He was back there sewing some leaves together. And then in the movie, we or in the play, we find out it's because at one point, the boy, the girls take all the boys' swimming trunks and towels, and the boys then have to cobble together like a kayak. He has brought together some leaves, and he's wearing them as underwear as they have to sneak around from, you know, it's just, I just love it. It's I love silly, it. like slapstick. It is, and... And every play just gets a li- I just think they get a little... I'm a little more impressed every time, so... So, um, finally, advice. What's your advice? My advice say? is... It may not make sense to everyone, but somebody out there is going to know what I'm saying. Just think. Think about... Before you show any respect or, like, appreciation or even just, like, oh, whatever, to anything that's supposed to be entertainment that is hateful... And like real simpleton. I was looking up definitions because I want to be sure I got right what I'm saying. Simpleton is, where did I put it? Okay, a simpleton is a foolish or gullible person, right? And hateful is to have like hateful intentions or be full of hate or be hate worthy. Like you deserve to be hated for what you've said or done. And I think that the entertainment, and you've said it, that it's getting like a lot of things are getting... Like, it's funny to make fun of people, and it's charming to put people down, and it's funny to, like, play pranks on people. Hurtful, dis- destructive pranks. And it is not. It's not, obje- it's not subjective. To hurt people on purpose for your own amusement and giggle and laugh at someone feeling bad about themselves or looking like an idiot, it isn't funny overall. It is hurtful. And if you support it and you think... Oh, that's awesome. And then you spread it or you allow someone else to do it. Kids to one another, grown-ups to kids. 
just think about it. That's it. Like, if your kids are being really hateful to each other and you just sit there and think, oh, whatever, they're just kids. Think about the words that the kid who's being picked on or made fun of or just had the joke played on him. Think about what that's going to do for the rest of their life. You might go, oh, come on. We're being too sensitive. Fine. Then think about it. And if you dismiss it every single time and you never see the hurt or you never, it never soaks in, then fine. That's fine. But think about it. That's it. Just think. Don't be a gullible puppet and just go along. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> like a simpleton. All right, so thank you for the wisdom, mm-hmm. and thanks for listening. None of it's wisdom. That's just my, I'm just giving you some advice. And thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com, sitout.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can't catch you on Xbox Live, but you know what I'm saying. PS, PSN. The Zoom Marketplace is the place where you can go to find this uh, podcast, or the iTunes Music Store, or just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, listen, download, I have Enjoy. some videos on YouTube, and but nothing, nothing that's like like each other or linked together or anything. They're just sort of random, weird things. And uh, email feedback to me at aschoolie at com. Don't email Sitok. Um, and stay classy, Mr. Nicholas Cage. And I guarantee you, this is not the last movie we will review with Nicholas Cage no, in it. Of course not. <laughs> and I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone else is already doing it for you. 